Welcome to a not-so-special Locked On Lakers update. Andy Kamenetsky here because we cannot have nice things on the heels of the Lakers' massive win in Boston over the Celtics. The Lakers get bad news about Jared Vanderbilt. That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And thanks for making Locked on Lakers your first listen. Wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday, never behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can hang out with an awesome community of nearly 23,000 Lakers fans that I am about to disappoint. Um, We are getting now an update on Jared Vanderbilt after injuring himself in Boston right before the first half ended apropos on a hustle play because that's just what Vando does. Per Woj and Dave McMenamin from ESPN, quote, Los Angeles Lakers forward Jared Vanderbilt is expected to minimally miss six weeks with a right foot injury and could be out even longer pending further evaluations. Sources told ESPN on Friday, Vanderbilt will undergo more extensive consultation in the coming days on his midfoot area to determine the full extent of the injury and whether a season-ending procedure could become necessary, sources said. Really disappointing, obviously, for both the Lakers and Vanderbilt himself. Vando had been playing really well over the last few weeks per ESPN. In the last eight games, Vanderbilt averaged 10.5 points on 66% shooting, 5.4 rebounds, 2.3 steals. In the last six games, Vanderbilt averaged 11.3 points, the highest points per game average over a six-game stretch in his six-year career, according to ESPN stats and information. He even made two corner threes against Boston. The first half, Vando was terrific, and I thought really set a tone in that game, or if nothing else, helped set a tone in that game that the entire team carried out when it came to just hustle and energy and desire. As I tweeted out just maybe half an hour ago at Cam Brothers, Vanderbilt is obviously not as important or as talented as LeBron or AD, but in certain respects, he's every bit as singular to the Lakers as those stars because there's really nobody else at his position, positions, who replicates his various skill sets, much less all at once in the same guy. Like, this is a really big deal. Like, other than Anthony Davis, Vando is the best defender on this team by a pretty wide margin. And the other wing options defensively, Max Christie, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, Rui Hachimura, LeBron, whoever else you want to throw in there, they're not as effective or not available, or some combination of both. And it doesn't mean that they're all bad options or can't fill a void to some degree, but they're not at Vando's level, Like particularly when it comes to point of attack defense, when it comes to just pure disruption, a controlled element of defensive chaos. Like They just don't do this the same way Jared Vanderbilt does, much less with the ability to defend as many positions Side note, I have been pounding the table and beating my chest for Rui to get more minutes anyway, but now his role simply must become even more important and pronounced. His prominence just has to increase. Vando is also pound for pound, arguably the team's best rebounder. Um, His ability to get offensive rebounds, to tap out loose balls, to create second, third possessions, that is massive for a team that 
doesn't always produce clean offense to begin with, often needs to put up more shots at volume regardless. I've talked about this a lot. The Lakers need to literally shoot more. And regardless of what sets the running, two-pointers, three-pointers, they need to shoot more. And Vando is critical with making that happen. He is the team's chief hustler. Like nobody brings as much energy or the unique energy that he brings. Like Vanderbilt brings a physicality and an edge to the energy combined with really specific skill sets. And I also think this could change the team's calculus at the trade deadline. First of all, it may it may actually affect how much they are willing to go all in, considering they're 25 and 25. And you know, the Thursday's really exciting and emotionally thrilling win in Boston, notwithstanding, there's a lot of ground to make up. And the Lakers have not been able to get anything consistent going in a while. So how many chips will they be willing to push in the middle of the table, knowing that a player as important as Vanderbilt won't be available? And if you really want to be even cold about trying to think about this, Vando couldn't even be traded to help replace himself because of the timing of when he signed his extension. Vando is not trade eligible. So even if the Lakers were willing to trade Jared Vanderbilt, they can't. So he's off the table. Um, but then also, too, I think it changes how they may prioritize things. Like we've focused a lot on the Hawks and DeJounte Murray and the theoretical swap that's D'Lo to either the Hawks or most likely a third team, DeJounte Murray coming to the Lakers. Even if you consider that a theoretical upgrade over D'Lo, and I, I think that's an open question, certainly how incrementally better he is than D'Lo, I think is an open question. But regardless, DeJounte Murray does not address nearly the same glaring needs now. I would argue he wasn't even necessarily addressing a glaring need then, but certainly now. Like I feel like guys like Alex Caruso, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, anybody of that ilk, a true wing, or in the case of Caruso, somebody with a proven ability to guard up multiple positions with defensive chops. Like, I feel like that is actually going to make more of an impact than DeJounte Murray. I mean, maybe if you have side deals going on to bring in those type of guys that I just mentioned, you could still make a deal for Murray, particularly if you like him as a long-term play for the Lakers because he is under long-term contract and it's a pretty, I think, cap-friendly one for a guy of Murray's talents. And if you believe that the point of attack defense and the, the defensive intensity that early in his career we saw in San Antonio would be reinvigorated because he'd be excited to be with the Lakers as opposed to the hell's going on in Atlanta, I still don't think Murray would now address the most glaring needs for this team. So there are a lot of questions now moving forward. There's going to be more definitive news coming out about Jared Vanderbilt. If this is a season-ending injury or if he could be back for what we hope will be a playoff run, the play-in, any of that stuff. But long and the short of it, this is really bad news for the Lakers, and it, it really sucks for Vando, who – I think has been playing his ass off since he returned. And whether the Lakers won or lost games, he's been consistently playing well. And I remember during the opening 20 games that he missed, 
I kept going on and on about his importance has been proven in his absence. And I think we're going to unfortunately be seeing more of that moving forward. Uh, Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, we will see everybody soon.